You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Is. I'll ask a question. What question? Jazz question. You get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Lay it on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Welcome to a very special Lay It On Me episode of Triviality. We're going to be having a guest on the show today. Adam, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. So uh, Adam will be joining us for one of my favorite subjects. He said that he's a huge fan of Futurama. Uh, a few of us in the studio, including myself, are, so I was more than happy to oblige. So I will be asking a few questions. Ken, Matt, and Neil are all in the studio. I think Ken's got some questions for us, too. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, throw a few in here uh, for Adam. Um, Adam is a f- listener of the show, and we appreciate that. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, so, uh, Neil is uh, a friend of my sister's, which is how we met. And uh, he told me about the show. I love it. It's hilarious. I listen to it every week. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking at a 4th of July barbecue about how uh, I like a few trauma. You guys were saying you were doing a few trauma episodes, so it just kind of worked out. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, if you're ready, we can get started. Jeff, lay it on me. You got it. First question for you. In the episode, A Big Piece of Garbage, Fry and Leela encounter a pile of these dolls. Uh, Bart Simpson dolls. That would be Bart Simpson. Well nice. done. Love that episode. It's one of the many Simpsons references on the show. Yeah. It is one of the many Simpsons references on the show. Um, it's the one that I... I like the most mm-hmm. uh, very early. Um, there's a, a lot of really good ones when I was looking at this um, specifically because I wanted to make sure there weren't any Homer dolls or anything in there. I looked at the photo uh, and I was going back through Simpsons episodes and there's a lot of uh, really great crossovers there too. Bender appears in a Fox telethon on the Simpsons. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool synergy there. Question number two, who ordered the pizza for IC Wiener? Uh, that would be Nibbler. Nibbler is correct. So, in, and one of my favorite parts of the show um, Nibbler pushes Fry into the uh, the uh, the freezing the tube, cryo tube. The cryo yeah. tube. Yeah, that's a better word for it. <laughs> in season four, and 
I kind of wonder, Matt Groening is one of those people who tends to plan those kinds of things. So I went back immediately, grabbed my season one DVDs. Sure enough, Nibbler's Shadow is in season one, episode one, four seasons ahead of time. Yep. I was so impressed by that. I I just, I absolutely had to ask that question. It's crazy because there never would have been that reveal if it had been canceled after season two or three. Yeah, right. There would just be the shadow in season one. Yeah. So it's comforting to know that they planned all this ahead of time. Yeah, there's a lot of fun Easter eggs and things like that. Question number three. It wouldn't be a Futurama trivia game without a math question. Uh, A couple of the (laughs) producers and writers actually have doctorates in mathematics. Uh, One of them, um, in the episode where they're switching heads, there is the Keeler theorem that comes out of that. An actual paper was written about it. How many people would you need basically to switch everybody's head back if you could only switch with one other person in sequence? So uh, here is my easier Futurama math question. In in the seventh season, episode 2D Blacktop, the professor and Leela have a drag race on this one-sided surface named for one of its German discoverers. Ooh, man. Uh, that's my little caveat with this. The later seasons, I'm not too up to date on. I watched the crap out of the first five, so uh, I, I'm going to have to tap out on this one. I'm not too sure. I think uh, I think that was the Mobius strip. That would be a Mobius strip or Mobius band, depending mm. on who you ask. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. These sound hard, and I don't watch the show. <laughs> a Mobius strip is really cool. Um, if you if you guys at home want to look that up, uh, just look up a picture of what that would theoretically look like. It's pretty neat. Yeah, so a Mobius strip is, is, is basically a one-sided shape, but you can only render it in three dimensions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a new craze for women when they go to uh, get waxed. Uh, they ask for the Mobius yeah, strip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump in here with a quick question. What is the name of Zap Brannigan's ship? Oh, man, this is going to kill me. I definitely know this. Come on, Adam. And if you think Harry Potter, that might be a, a good clue for you. Yeah. In fact, in writing this question, I wrote the reference from Harry Potter and then realized I was incorrect and went back and corrected it. Right, right. Let's see. Ten more seconds, and I'll uh, uh, hold on. Uh, this is gonna bother the crap out of me because I know I know this one. As soon as you hear it, it's gonna be that ah. I know I'm gonna be so angry. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. Go for it. All right. That is the Nimbus. Mm. The Nimbus. Oh, come on, man! I knew it. <laughs> Bothered me. You're finding that the. It's it's hard once you're on the air to come up with the right answer sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I hope I don't embarrass myself on this. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. It's all for, all in good fun. Go ahead, Jeff. With the, Jeff, you want to go with the next one? Sure. On to question five. In the episode Hell is Other Robots, where would you find Robot Hell? Oh, that would be New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that would be New Jersey. <laughs> Fitting. Uh, one of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite running gags in the show. <laughs> All right, on to question six. What is the name of Futurama's Twilight Zone-like program? Uh, ooh, uh, the Scary Door. The Scary Door. <laughs> well played. Love that one. Yeah, it's featured in a couple episodes, but my favorite one is uh, the the gambler finds himself on the plane with Hitler. <laughs> the uh, the gremlin tearing apart. <laughs> the gremlin up. And and uh, Bender simply says, "Saw it coming." <laughs> All right, I'll jump in here with one. Um, Fry becomes the emperor of this planet in the episode My Three Sons. Um, man, I don't remember the exact name of the planet. I just know it was the desert planet with the three suns. Um, the water people. Ooh. 
It has a name? Oh, I don't even remember that. Well, the name does reference uh, reference the three sons, so maybe that'll help you. Mm. Yeah, no, I know for a fact I don't know the name of it. Uh, I remember <laughs> the people. That's it. Okay. Well, the planet was called Trisol. Trisol. Okay. Ooh, that was a good question. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, soul for sun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. It, okay. It's right in the <laughs> right in the question. That's funny. So out of, out of the seven questions so far, you have four correct and three incorrect. Okay. I wish I'd be doing better. You know, I thought I knew this. <laughs> yeah, you're, st- you're still in the winning column. Though, so. <laughs> I think you're doing pretty well. Um, these questions, as Ken, I thought they were pretty easy. Uh, Ken said they're on the harder side, so don't feel too bad there. Okay. Yeah, W is a W, so... Yeah, that last question was one they asked me, and I was like, uh, "The desert planet with the water people." Yeah, so right. we're on the same page. <laughs> the people, the people from under this sun are all like, yeah. "Oh." <laughs> uh, all right. Question eight: What was the first, albeit rejected, name for poplars? Oh come on! I know this one too. These are all ones that, like, when I go back and rewatch the episode, I will never forget them. Now, um, poplars. Man, that's a it's an early one. God, I tried to stick a lot of the early ones. I knew that's what your your focus was on. Right, right. Um, if you remember this one, um, there's only two names that aren't copywritten. One being Poplars, and the other being this one. They choose not to go with. This is one that I okay. Besides the Nimbus, I know I could definitely get this one too. You got a little hint, maybe. I do. Yeah, go for it. Not to be confused with Rocky Mountain oysters on a stick. Okay. Didn't help much, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were being sold out of, um, what was it? The, the Joe's? Fishy, fishy Joe's. Joe's. Yep, there it is. Yeah. If he asked the Fishy Joe's question, he would have nailed it. <laughs> I know, right? It's a test, uh, test, uh, taste, taste, tasticles, right? Tasticles. Oh, there you go. God, there. Yes. You did help. Thank you. Not to, you're welcome. Yeah, not to be confused with test sickles, right, which are right Rocky Mountain oysters <laughs> on a stick. Much like Fry's uh, upper human horn, he finally pulled it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Their nose. well done. Thank you. That was a good question. All right. Um, here's a question for you. According to the episode, war is the H word. What is Bender's second most frequently uttered word? Do you remember his first? I, I know ass is his first word. Um, I think it's daffodil. I'm going to go daffodil. It is daffodil. Yep, you're no, right. Yes. <laughs> There's a whole big lead up, of course, because the top five is supposed to be his signature phrase. The one that, in fact, he actually says is his very first lines in the show. And uh, yeah, they throw that one in there. I, I always love that one. It was a uh, bite my shiny metal ass. They left out mine, but in daffodil, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Or metal, I suppose it would be. Oh, metal, right. okay. Yeah, there which, it is. which is really funny because Bender always goes on about how he's 40% all these things. So he's about 200% of things by the end of the show. Question 10. Rounding out the first half with an easier one, I think. What is the name of the Planet Express janitor? Oh, Scruffy. Scruffy. Scruffy with his, uh, with his haircut. He wants to get more pizzazz. <laughs> and, uh, now that you're pulling away a little bit, I'm going to offer up this question, which isn't so much about the uh, show more about the production of the show. So Zap Brannigan was specifically written for this SNL alum who Billy West impersonates while in character for Zap Brannigan. Uh, Neil would probably honestly get this one over me. I'm, uh, I'm pretty bad with like names of like people, you know, like actors, stuff like that. So uh, this one might not be in my wheelhouse. I'm going to pass this off to Neil. 
All right. Hopefully, I'll give him a point just from knowing the clue. Is Phil Hartman? Yeah, you yeah, might remember Phil him Hartman's from uh, such shows as The Simpsons and News Radio. <laughs> Troy, Mc- Troy McClure, of course. Troy yeah, McClure is famous uh, character from The Simpsons, among others. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Question 12. Hail, hail this planet, a planet bender definitely didn't make up. Hail, hail, Rabonia, a planet I didn't make up. <laughs> Rabonia. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I know there's no singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, guests can sing. We just yeah. can't. <laughs> we want to limit it as much as possible. I love that he like quotes us when there's no singing. It's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in here. I just want to know what is the name of the professor's arch rival scientist? Oh, um. Okay, I know, I'm going to get this one. If I if I miss this, I will never forgive myself. Wernstrom, I got it. Yep, Ogden, Professor Ogden Wernstrom. <laughs> right now you're a nine and four, so you're cruising along here. <laughs> Question fourteen. Fry left very few things behind when he left 1999. One of them was his ex-girlfriend. What's her name? One name pops into my head like right away, but I don't think that's it. Uh, my on again, off again girlfriend for the last thousand years. Uh, <laughs> the silence is brutal too. It's <laughs> well, Amy, you might be thinking of Amy Wong. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking Amy. I know that's uh, they had a little fling in one of those episodes, but I know that's not that's not it. There's a couple of them. Of course, then Amy famously has a fling with Bender, and then Bender has a fling with Lucy Liu. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. who wouldn't want a fling with Lucy Liu? Well, it's R- Lucy Liu as a clone robot. Entire... Oh, not the not the actress, or she just called Lucy Liu. No, it, the actress is on the show as the voiceover. Oh, okay. but... Fry Fry dates the robot Lucy Liu, and, oh, and Bender, Bender dates the actual the real Lucy Liu's head head in a jar. jar. That's yeah. right. They go to the zoo together, and he and he opens up the door to talk to Lucy Liu, and then I believe he says one of his famous lines, something like "Shut up, baby, I know it." Or um, what does he say to her? I'm trying to remember. He's living inside her cargo compartment or whatever. That's right. Yeah, I think we're um, we're getting further away from the girlfriend question. That's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, wait, hold on. Um, I'm thinking of the episode where uh, he watches her drive off with that one movie star in the uh, limo when they're in L.A. Polly Shore. Um, yeah, Polly Shore. Yeah. The Weasel. Tis better to have loved and lost, Nespa. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Michelle. Michelle. It's Michelle. 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 <laughs> Pulled it out. Yeah, you, you know yes, there's yes. no there's no prize for this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, 
Like this show is I watch, I go to sleep watching this show, so I like whenever I miss these easier questions, I I'm just gonna be so upset. Well, you're doing pretty good so far. With one question remaining, it looks like you have ten right, just four wrong. So uh, we'll we'll check in with Tom Cruise after this last question. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> in the season one ep- uh, episode, Fry and the Slurm Factory, what device developed by the professor do Fry and Bender use to look inside slurm cans? Um. Is it the Z ray? Is it is that the letter the Z ray? Oh, um, I you know I wrote. F-ray. Is what? Is it the F ray? It is the F ray. <laughs> I said the Z ray first though, so don't give me points for that. But uh, yeah, I know it's between those two. Yeah. Right, well, by your request, I'll mark you wrong for it. But you still <laughs> did uh, ten out of fifteen correct. So let's check in with Tom Cruise really quick and see what he thinks. Okay, looks like you're safe this week, Adam. So uh, good job on the lay it on me. I think uh, Jeff wanted to run a couple extra questions that we could all just chime in on and have a little fun on. Sure. All right, go ahead. In the episode Mars University, what fraternity does Bender attend? I think it's like Delta, Delta, Delta or something. No, it's Robot House, isn't it? Robot House, yes, but the fraternity ERR, if that helps anybody. Epsilon. Yeah, you're getting there. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I definitely row, don't know row. this one. I just remember the, uh, the president. Robot house. <laughs> Epsilon row row. Yeah. Okay. All right. To the nearest uh, billion dollars, how much does Fry have in the bank in the episode A Fish Full of Dollars? <laughs> it's that compounding interest. It's true. The, the number 60 comes out to me for some reason, so I'm going to say 60 billion. Any other guesses? No. 4.3. Oh, okay. I don't know why <laughs> 60 was coming kind of- 60 billion. I was going to say four. <laughs> it's a lot of sardines. Yeah. In the episode Fear of a Bot Planet, Bender makes up this fake religious robot holiday to get out of doing work. It's uh, Robonica. Robonica, yep. Yeah, Robonica. Episode, episode two of series one. The series has landed. The, the gang visits this park on the moon. What's its name? Oh no! Yeah, I just all I remember is that uh, the giant robot, um, the daughter robot. I, I don't remember the actual name of the park when they uh, try and find the Crushinator. The flag. Crushinator. Crushinator. Yep. Or wait, no, uh, go for it. I don't know this one. I think it's just called Lunar Park. Or something it's like it's that. just called Lunar Park. Yep. <laughs> I try. I try because I'm thinking of these off the top of my head. I try not to say Lunar Park in the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. What club will you often find people at, including Leela in the episode Love's Labor's Lost in Space, Looking for Companionship? Oh, man. This one's ringing no bells for me. Well, I, I think yeah, I, I mean, got this one, too. <laughs> I think it's uh, like Club Orbit or Orbit Club or something like that. No, that would be the hip joint. Oh, okay. Wait, is this the um, is this the club where like uh, at the end of the night it started raining? Uh, like robot parts, or is that a different one? That I'm thinking. You know, of? I don't remember explicitly. They they visit this place a few times. Uh, Fry takes mm-hmm. Michelle there in the season two episode when she's in the future. Um, early in season one, they they go there a few times. So, oh, I think maybe the restaurant, the fancy restaurant, is called the Orbit. The Orbit. Uh, the lounge Orbit Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. There's also a cavern under the green. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's specifically for Ken. <laughs> oh, thanks. What is sex called on Amazonia? Uh, that would be snoo snoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baby, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I never thought I would die that way, but I always kind of hoped. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question for all of you. I'll throw in a wrestling question. Yeah. What is Bender's primary wrestling name in Raging Bender? I, I remember this episode, too. I can't come up with it. Um, I remember the gender bender. Uh, <laughs> before that, though. Man, these are. Uh, I'm glad you didn't incorporate these into the actual game because that would have been way worse. Than I'm going to have to pass this one. Do you guys know it? I got nothing. Um, I'm wondering if it's. Uh, so, Bender's cross dressing in that episode, I believe. Maybe it's uh, like Benderella or something like that. It's Bender the Offender. What's, what's the what's the Cinderella reference? Crusherella or Benderella? Uh, you know, that one's not coming to me. I don't remember what episode that is, though, off the top of my head. Um, Raging Bender is the one early on where he gets into the Robot Fighting League. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, um, he starts winning a lot, basically. He gets super popular, super rich, and then uh, they end up wanting him to lose a fight when he goes up against that other giant robot. So then they uh, try and make him really unpopular, and they make him the gender bender and give him the tutu. Oh, okay. That's yeah. where that's yeah. coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Adam, for coming on the show. Uh, you did really well. I know these are tougher questions. Um, hopefully, you had fun. Uh, I had fun writing them. Oh, yeah. I had a blast. Thanks again for having me, guys. This was awesome. Great questions. You're very welcome. You can find us on Facebook. Tw- uh, tweet at us at TrivialityPod. Support us if you are enjoying the show and have the ability to at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Feel free to send us all of your questions. Uh, we'd prefer that tweet at us, put them on Facebook, or you can email us, trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Put question five in the subject line if you want us to read us on the show. Other than spreading the word, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. That was Triviality. Number 10, Chump. Number 9, Chambette. Number eight, yours. Number seven, up. Number six, pimp mobile. Number five, bite. Number four, my. (gasps) Number three, shiny. Number two, daffodil. And Bender's number one most frequently uttered word, the word which, if uttered, will blow up this entire planet, ass. (gasps) We don't have long. As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.